Broadcasting live, welcome, dirty peasants, to episode four of the Wartwood Gazette podcast. This week we'll be covering Bessie and Michelangelo and the Third Temple. This is Amphibia season two, episode 18. I'm your host, Thambatagon, and today we have King of the Uzbeks. Hey. Lemur. Everybody. And Ben. Thank you, Ben. So we're going to start with we're going to start talking about Bessie Michelangelo, and I'm just going to give a quick summary. So the episode is written by Geneva May, storyboard by Danny Ducker and Eddie West, and directed by Joe Johnson. So the episode starts with. Best, the planters are all preparing to go to the third temple. Uh, Hop Hop assigns Bessie to look after Micro, Microangelo, who almost fell down, who almost falls down a well later. So then, while they're packing, uh, Marcy informs Anne that she invited Newtopia's best armorer to give Anne a new look. Then, meanwhile, Bessie wakes up to discover Microangelo is on a pile of logs that Frobo's chopping, which uh, she rescues him, but then. He ends up on the road where the armorer's uh, carriage is heading towards him, so she saves him again there and then starts lecturing him. Uh, but then he starts crying, and then she feels bad, and then they, they start singing back to the farm. Uh, meanwhile, Bernardo, the armorer, arrives, and then Anne agrees to uh, uh, try on some armors. And then uh, Bessie wakes up, and he sees... Uh, uh, Michelangelo heading towards like the planters, like dangerous like preparations, and then Bessie freaks out and then rushes to get him, but then he leaves a mess in the process, which then Hop Hop gets upset and then grounds Bessie to the barn with a leash. So I guess this is a good place to uh, uh, start discussing the episode. And uh, Bradley D. Baker, oh my goodness, he's always the Best, uh, like yeah. the best animal actor in the in the business. Uh, he's pretty I much guess... the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, mean... there's also Frank Welker, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Frank Welker, who's typically in a bit more older stuff. But yeah, I mean, D. Bradley Baker. I mean, okay. So I guess animal start... episode for you. I'll start with you, Uzbek. So, like, what are your thoughts on this first? I think I covered more than the ha- half of the episode, yeah, but like, but... what what were your thoughts on it so far before the the final act? I liked the focus, like a lot of animal episodes, it anthropomorphizes them more than they are typically. Like Bessie is more expressive and I think a little more intelligent than she's been in previous episodes, but that just comes with the territory. I thought it was cute. I thought it was nice that like she didn't immediately start out as jealous or anything. Like she, she really did have Michelangelo's best interest in heart. Um, not sure why they were packing if they were just going to take Joe Sparrow, but yeah, I was really yeah. That's what I was wondering in the next segment. But there is a there there is a certain leeway I'll give them for just wanting a cute little episode. Um, I did notice Polly brought up the secret basement with lots of weapons. I thought that was going to be where the armor came from, but apparently not. So, I'm going to guess that's going to come back soon. 
either in the next few episodes at the end of the season or early in season three, just something to establish that it exists again for casual viewers. Yeah, they definitely wanted to remind us that the arm, the the, the underground like basement, uh, basement facility, and as well as the uh, the calamity box uh, information in the planter book, that the planters do have like a very long. They have jet, like they have a history in amphibia. Yeah. Uh, Lemur, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, these first two acts of Bessie and Michelangelo. Okay. First of all, I will give it credit. I will give this episode credit that I did not expect that, like, the story of this episode is not something that I expected. Like, at first I thought that this episode is going to be about Bessie and Michelangelo being alone while the planters are away to go to the third temple. But it is... So I am I'm pleasantly surprised that we actually see the planters a ve- very we see the planters a lot in this episode like they're packing and they're packing for their journey for the third temple and by the way also good point for <laughs> why are they packing at why are they packing the flagon with supplies when they're going to use Joe's Sparrow? that is also very confusing but whatever but yeah um I do I actually have not a lot to say about this episode but i but i will say that this is a, this is both a very wholesome episode and like a nice continuation from the second temple like what you guys saying about ans uh they actually brought up like what you said like ans attire and how outdated it is and how frivolous like mm-hmm. It actually tackles uh, the appearance of Anne and how is she going to change. And I really like that. And I kind of like that. Other than that, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a cute episode. Like, just, <laughs> it's, it, was, it is very nice to see Bessie getting some focus for a change. Like, I always enjoy these kinds of episodes. And, like, in these two acts, like, Bessie and Michelangelo have have a very cute relationship with another. That's it. Yes, like Bessie has that mentor role. Like I think yeah. at, at first I thought it would be more of a mentor role, but then eventually it was kind of just like it was Wonder. Bessie like bailing Michelangelo out of whatever situation he got in, uh, which I which I also expected to happen. She she's more like a guardian to Michelangelo in this episode. How about you, Ben? What what were your thoughts on these first two acts? Um. Well, start off. I just I just like the episode in general, but I was also like I was also kind of pleasantly surprised at like how well they're they were able to like make a snail that doesn't talk like kind of be able to under be able to understand it both like kind of verbally and just through like how they acted because like when when Bessie was like mad at Michelangelo for doing all the stuff he did you could actually like you could really 
you could really tell she was like she was pissed. And <laughs> yeah, um, like Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Ben. Um and the bits where we saw like Anne and Marcy and the planters and the the fashion guy, um those were pretty good too because we we got some references to just other media like the barbarian outfit from breath of the wild and um i think one other of the outfits was some form of anime yeah, yeah and the, then uh, the char outfit from mobile suit gundam and then the king skull from our house oh uh, yeah that too and I actually appreciated that Anne like was talking about how Sasha and Marcy had a history of trying to give her makeovers. If nothing else, because it provides like this is something Sasha and Marcy do together. It establishes that they had their own bonds, even if it involved making Anne uncomfortable. Um, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that, Lemur. No, it's just the noises. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. But yeah, I appreciated that that gave it a sense of backstory. Marcy seems like the type who has strong opinions about fashion, but also doesn't understand fashion. Just. Yeah, we'll find out in the next episode that she wore Crocs with socks. Yes. To be fair, she was a small child at the time. But. Yeah. But I, I liked Marcy's enthusiasm and such. Um. Yeah. And uh, it was also nice to see, like, Frobo helping out around the house. Like, he was yeah. chopping, I guess, firewood, and then also later on helping Marcy with her potions. Mm-hmm. Frobo did Which... basically become their, like, their chore. Like, or not chore, their maid. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty clearly sitting in the back pocket for now. I don't really think he's going to come into the forefront until maybe the finale or season three. Yeah, I'm just... Let's see. Oh, the uh, the new armorer, his name is uh, Bernardo. That does sound like a new name. They do love their fancy schmanciness. Also, he's boys by Thomas Milovich. Who I'm not familiar with him. Yeah. Yeah, ah, I don't okay. know who that is. Ah, okay. I see. <laughs> Wait, do you leave her? But yeah, like I know some of his roles. Like I know him. I know him as I know him mostly as as Pen Zero from Pen Zero Part Time Hero. But I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people haven't seen that show at all. I, oh, I've seen that, but I didn't. I didn't know that was that was the yeah. voice of Pen. Yeah. He has a very different voice this time around. Yeah. Yeah, it was petty. When Hop Up like chained up Bessie, like I felt so bad for Bessie when like Hop Up like chained her with like a chain. <laughs> like, that seems a little out of character for Hop Hop, who has established that he deeply cares for Bessie. Like, I can see him getting mad and, like, removing the responsibility, but, like, flat-out chaining her up, it seems a little in service of plot rather than 
like they just needed her chained up for the finale rather than any thing that comes like, naturally from Hop Hop. I guess you could argue that like because of the significance of the first the, the final temple and like getting Anne home and that whole quest, maybe that's what like led to Hop Up like wanting everything to go well. Yeah, I could see that. But even then, yeah, I, it was it felt a little out of character for Hop Up to just like, like at most maybe just like put her in the in the stable. Like, I don't know. We don't want to see Bessie looking like that. Yeah. Yeah, and she hasn't. I, I see why they made an episode focus on her because she because with Joe Sparrow, it's. You know, we've seen last yeah, year like, she's less important. Which actually, yeah, like, Joe is like taking up the uh, the spotlight. Which, like, actually looking forward, that I mean, that's some some sort of breach with Marcy and Utopia in the finale. Because if they want to keep Bessie as important, and they're Anne and Co split up with Marcy and Utopia, there goes the Sparrow. So they have to use Bessie again. If I'm making sense. Hello. Yes, Hello. there's there's a yes. guy in the uh wait, what? There's a guy in the YouTube comments just like spamming the chat. Oh, well, that's lovely. Hello YouTube spammer spammer, uh All right, but if there's, I'll if there is anything else about the first two acts of this episode, Brig, just Brig in general, I guess. Yeah, I what about? Sorry, keep going. Oh, sorry. What what were we gonna say about Sprig? Yeah, just Sprig in general. Like he's funny in this episode. Yeah, oh yeah, fair. I was about to mention I was about to mention that in the next half like the final act where <laughs> when Anne is trying out like different armors with like to no success, except the one with the built-in trebuchet, and then like Sprig was like go went from sipping tea to like launching the flaming projectile out the window. And then uh and then no one except Michelangelo notices like the trail of maps leading towards the boom shrooms. And then like when 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 Bessie when Bessie uh pretty much tasks Michelangelo with saving the day, and then he just gets like kidnapped by some like bird bat hybrid. I did not expect that. And then as of course like Bessie unleashes like two percent of her true power to basically save the day. Yeah. And then when Marcy and Sprig uh, help Anne like take off the armor, like we we notice like it's just the chest plate like uh, the chest plate left, and uh, Anne gives that. Uh, that quote, I forgot what she said, but it was really sweet about her, like, seeing herself and how she's, like, how she hasn't changed. Or, no, how she has changed, but, like, she gets to see her, like, she's comfortable seeing herself. It was a really nice, uh, nice, like, way to resolve that plot. Mm -hmm. And then the episode ends with uh, Bessie and Michelangelo singing back to the barn and then going to bed. 
with that picture with a picture of Michelangelo drawn onto Bessie's family portrait. So uh, mm-hmm. I thought this episode was like really sweet and wholesome episode yeah. before we lo- get into this final stretch. Mm-hmm. And uh Uzbek, what what were your thoughts on this like final act? I liked it. Um I like someone said I'm sorry I forget who how it continued from the second temple and like Anne talking about how she's sort of accepted who she is. She likes where she is right now. Um, which, of course, makes things going forward very tragic. Um, and I think we'll need to be on the lookout if she ever changes her appearance or her hair. That's a sign that something is shifting, and probably not for the better. Just after what she said in this um, episode about looking in the mirror and being happy with, with what she sees. Um, I liked... The climax is how it has a nice sort of Rube Goldberg feel with like the boom shrooms next to the wagon, next to the maps, next to the fire. Um, so yeah, I really, it was cute. It was very wholesome. I thought it was wholesome both on that front with Anne accepting herself and like explaining to everyone why she feels that way. And then Bessie and Michelangelo working together. Yeah, just a good wholesome episode. All right, thank you, Uzbix. And how about you, Ben? What were your thoughts on this final act? Um, well, yeah, I, I I thought it was really really sweet how how it ended. Um, because like at the start, it was kind of just Bessie, like just taking care of microangelo as like another snail but now at the end like she's pretty much accepted and like yeah accepted that he he's like a part of their family now just like Anne is um and the whole the whole speech Anne gave to herself or I, I guess also to us the audience was pretty pretty good because that that's that's something a lot of people who probably suffer from like identity problems or just how they look it's a good good message and um yeah i just thought it was a pretty good bit of action and then a good little family-friendly message there at the end. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, the mix of, like, the perfect blend of, like, action and, like, wholesomeness. And what about you, Lemur? What were your thoughts on this final act? Well, this final act is actually... is This this final act is, is very good, in my opinion, because not this, fin- this finale established uh, two things for me. One is that it is very nice. It's nice to know that Microangelo is not just a throwaway character. Like we all thought that he's got he's gonna be forgotten. Like when he first appeared in a uh, hopping mall, when he, uh, we all thought he's just he's just gonna be there. Like he's just gonna be forgotten in the next few episodes or in the majority of the season. But like 
But with his appearance in Return to Wartwood and now here, it's very nice to know that he is like even though he's not like a major player in this this season, it is nice to know that he is that the continuity in the show is still very strong. Like even in the littlest things, like what Michelangelo having his own episode is just we get we like every every character in this episode kind of matters like big or small in a way and him and yeah like i said what you all said like bessie and Michelangelo are a really wholesome relationship and i kind of want to see more of them in the in next in the next in the next episodes probably in the finale but we'll we'll just see it second thing is that this episode this, this episode's b plot is is a very nice way to wrap up like the to wrap up this plot that is kind of a continuation from the second temple like this established that it established that Anne has finally is now finally satisfied on who she is right now like she has finally grown and she is very happy with the person that she is right now like and it's very it's very noticeable when she says that she is finally satisfied on she on who she is seeing in the mirror right now a lot of people uh aren't really that satisfied on when on looking when they're looking at themselves in the mirror and so hearing Anne say that she is happy on who she is and who she's looking in the mirror right now. It is a very big character moment for Anne. And I'm very happy for that. Other than that, yep. yeah, this is this is this episode is just a good episode. It's a very solid season two episode. Like it's wholesome, it's satisfying, and it's hilarious. And it it's what I needed after it's what we need before the big game-changing episode that comes after this one. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Wigner. You really uh, summarized that up very well, very nicely. And yeah, I like I like how Anne does her. She has that self-reflection literally in front of, like, in front Robo. of Robo. Yeah. <laughs> and also unrelated. Like, I like how it's like, Anne is the heart the like the heart in terms of like the calamity box gems and she's like talking like right in front of frobo's chest and that just like made me think oh frobo's heart and he like smiles right after i don't know i'm overthinking it but although some people pointed out like that like Anne's reflection on that scene kind of looks like miwako who is that the artist yeah it's he's she's an art it's an artist like a very popular fan artist Oh, okay, okay. Now, now I know you're talking about. Yeah. But I guess... I think we've covered Bessie and Michelangelo. There's, there's not a lot, but it, it's still a sweet and wholesome episode. Yeah. And then I think... Yeah, yeah I was, I was and... kind of surprised at how, how, like, just good this episode was. Like, I, I was just... I think people said it before but i was kind of just expecting it to be like 
Bessie looks after Michelangelo, gets mad, then becomes friendly with him. But it was it was kind of more than that with the whole planters and Anne subplot. But the Bessie and Michelangelo bits were just more than gets mad, gets better, and then they stand each other. Yeah, yeah. the B, the B plot in this episode was, like, I think a lot more substantial than I thought it would be. And I'm happy for that. And they messed well together, which I thought was yeah. nice. Yeah. Like, the B plot is here is, especially, is definitely, like, the meteor one between the two, but you can't take a, you can't take anything away from how 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 good the A plot is though. It, it they're both good plots. They also um whoever like just was in charge of like this episode, they did a they did like a good job of transitioning from A plot to B plot to A plot to B plot, etc. Yeah. It just didn't feel like random transition. It felt like it was just it was it was good. It felt like okay, we're we're done here, but let's see let's see what's going on too without taking away from this plot. Yeah, I agree. Like the transitions were really nice, so I guess I'm guessing Joe Johnson would be responsible for that, but of course like the storyboard artists would also play a big role in that as well, in terms of like transitioning the scene between Bessie and Michelangelo to whatever was happening at the planter home. I think with that, I think we'll head over to the next episode, which is The Third Temple, written by Gloria Shen, storyboard by Imbal Breda and Cassie Zwar, and directed by Jen Strickland. So let me pull up my summary. So the episode starts with a flashback. Uh, some teenagers hijacked swings Anne and Marcy were on, but Sasha saves the day by scaring the teens away with her weirdness. Then back in the present day, the planters arrive to the volcanic final temple, and Frobo opens the main passage for the others to cross. And the first challenge is crossing a passage filled with monsters swimming in the lava below. Uh, one of them is about to strike Marcy and the dehydrated planners, but then they end up getting saved by Sasha, who uh, saves them all, and they all run into the next room. And then Marcy and Sasha have get to reunite, and Sasha reveals that her and Grime managed to track them down so she could apologize for the events of Toad Tower. And then Marcy recaps the gem quests they're on and what they've learned from Andreas to Sasha. And then they all head to the next challenge with Grime, while Anne and the Planters remain suspicious. So, uh, let's see. Lemur, what were your thoughts on this first half? Alright, so, first of all, I am very surprised that the flashback that we saw in the trailer is actually it happened in this episode and not a true cover, yes. like we both discussed like a while back. It kind of like it's. It was kind of rushed. Like it was kind of. It was kind of quick because of the limited runtime. But I do still think that it is a very well done flashback. Like, like okay, it like 
it's very weird that some teenage like a couple of teenagers decided to bully like <laughs> like preschool children but <laughs> but but it yeah, like, but it's but what are you gonna yeah, say then okay like, i was like yeah well yeah they're like what kind of teenagers pick right. on kindergartners or preschoolers to steal swings from yeah them? like and like preschool swings like even if yeah. you want to go swinging for whatever reason as a teenager, yeah, they're, preschool they're wings not are that terrible. High. And I also liked how one of them had like a very thick like Italian American accent, like she was from a mafia movie or something. Like I can't even do the like these are awesome. No, yeah, I can't even do the. Is that accent. is that New York accent? These are my swings. Yeah, it you was bring this... shame to my family. Yeah, it was just <laughs> this very aggressive accent for. Especially since they're supposedly from California, this just—it struck me as very. Yeah, you don't really hear the one. mobster stereotype from a place like California. Maybe like Chicago or New York, but not yeah. like, not California area. Yeah, it Man, was... we're, all, we're we're only thirty minutes, and we're already starting with the Italian discrimination. Yes, this is <laughs> great job. <laughs> I went to abolish Columbus Day and discriminated against Italians. Anyway, <laughs> but sorry, sorry, Lemur. Guess... We we uh we went off track from your continue, Lemur. Sorry. I, I guess I guess it's the, like the only swings in the park, so they just decided to pick that up. Oh. But anyway, like yeah, it was it was a little weird, but it is the perfect setup to it is the perfect setup to showcase uh Sasha, who is who's. Even at the young age, is very stubborn and very persistent. Like she has, she defended those girls. She defended <laughs> Sasha. Sasha. Sasha defended Marcy and Anne from those from those teenage girls, even though she has been hurting herself. She and trips, she, she's never she, met them before. Yeah, she has never met them before, and yet she she played the hero. Like she wanted to save the day. Like. Even though she failed miserably by tripping, going face planting into sandcastles, and just being ignored to the point that the teenagers were <laughs> they they felt sorry for the kids, so they just leave them alone. Like task failed yeah. successfully. Yeah, she failed yeah. successfully. <laughs> and I wasn't the first one to notice this, but was that the same playground where they opened the box? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes, that I feel like that playground has been around, has been in that in their town for a very long time. Like, yeah. like I said, it's like the only, it's like the only park in their in their town. But yeah, and then but, in the present yeah. day, it's like it's all beat beat down. I think yeah, it's all beat down, rusted, and not that much use. And yeah, like I said, that. Man and Marcy, who saw all that excursion, like decided to invite Anne, they invited Sasha in the group because they admire Sasha's persistence, their her determination, her stubbornness, and, and yeah, like they defended, like she defended them, so might as well give give the, give them back, give and back the good deed she did. And it's worth noting, Sasha doesn't have some villainous killer, the 
greater motives here. He's not manipulating them in any way by doing this. Yeah, no. This, yeah. this is Anne and, and, and Marcy invited her over of like their own will. Is oh, very yeah, selfless yeah. behavior from Sasha. I mean, as a young child. So I, I think it does a good job of expressing why they were friends more than just oh, Sasha was manipulating Anne. And yeah, it like helps remind us that at, by the end of the episode, when we obviously have reason to distrust Sasha that she's still not irredeemably or naturally evil. Yeah, like, this flashback, this flashback perfectly paints the picture that Sasha, like, she's not naturally manipulated. She's not manipulative. She is, she, there was once in her, there was a point in her life that Sasha was pure. Like, she has pure intentions. Like, her, her her motivations her goal was never in doubt like there was no there was no deeper meaning it's just her she just wants to defend she just wants to defend people like yeah like she, that her intentions were pure i'm now more curious on how sasha became the the manipulative person that she became in the present day when back in the past, her intentions were pure. Yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about as yeah. we learn as as we get as we see Sasha moving forward. But uh, Ben, what were your thoughts on this first half of the Third Temple? Um. Okay. Let me. Um. Well, I, as like we said before, the flashback, though kind of random, it was kind of a good, good little setup and like just information scene. Um, it was like it kind of showed it showed how they became friends in a way, and I kind of hope like maybe in season three or. I don't know, maybe in the next couple episodes might get uh, maybe a little more. Either just flashbacks or childhood flashbacks. But um, going back to like the present, but back at the temple, um, I mean, even though like the way Sasha and Grime just kind of came in, they were like, oh yeah, we found you. Because we were tracking how you guys were doing the the quest. We're here to help you. Um, I was kind of expecting, like, since the the inside of the, the temple was hot, I was kind of expecting maybe the frogs to like wait outside, and it to be just the just the girls. But no, they didn't. They didn't do that. Um, and, uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, Sasha, Sasha just kind of straight up murdered that, uh, that one monster with her sword there in the first room. He had it coming. Yeah. (laughs) I 
think the monsters can reform. Because, like, at the end, the giant is, like, thumbs up to him as he dies. So I think they sort of just magically coalesce or whatever. It's fine. They're magical. They'll come back. Yeah. They're not real. But, uh, anything else? Anything else, Ben? Um... Uh, I don't know if this was in the first or the second room, but I like how Anne was like, you guys want some lip balm? And they just, they just smothered it on, on their entire (laughs) skin instead of just their, their lips. They just smothered it all over themselves. And it was like, I think they, they wanted cantaloupe flavor instead of. Instead of what other flavor Anne had. I, I, I forgot the other flavor, but it was just like hilarious yeah. when they're all chanting cantaloupe. Bubblegum, it's bubblegum and cantaloupe. Well, I mean, I, well, bubblegum's pretty nice, but cantaloupe's pretty good. I don't get why people hate it. I, I haven't eaten cantaloupe ever, but I can imagine it's probably lip balm flavor than cantaloupe. Or not than bubblegum. Sorry. Oh, that's alright. <laughs> cantaloupe is like it's like a mix of like how do I describe it? It's like watermelon, but more dense, I guess. Yeah, I mean most people will recognize it as that yellow that well orange melon in a fruit mix. Yeah. So, uh, Uzbek, so what were your thoughts on this first half? Um, we talked about the flashback. Frobo shows up, then gets shunted to decide. They just want to keep him in our minds. Um, I saw Sasha and Grime showing up sort of randomly and just saying, oh, we heard you were traveling together. That's a little... Eh. I'd have appreciated a scene of like them just like traveling and then seeing the bird and they're like, oh, we'll follow it or something that to better establish how they found the temple um let's see the actual re-reunion scene i i like the sort of rush and i am suspicion poor marcy marcy doesn't really know what's going on so she's like sasha um i think maybe this is just me reading into it too much but when Anne asked do you think we, she's really changed and hop pop says Time will tell instead of like immediately being suspicious. I think he's thinking back to his own mistakes there and letting Anne take the lead. Um, I think it's a little crammed. I, I would have appreciated more emotional moments in between this and the final scene. We sort of only get one chance of Anger or whatever you want to say it, Sasha. So we don't really get that building lack of suspicion leading up to the final scene. But yeah, I thought it was good. I thought Marcy sort of spilling it all was nice and in character. The way she talked about it is if like it's this Dungeons and Dragons or Creatures and Caverns quest where the king has told us what we must do to solve this problem is very in character for her. Uh, 
I could tell pretty quickly Sasha and Grime were putting on an act of some kind. Um, I'm a little surprised they made it so blatant at the end, but I think it was apparent that they had utility or motives and that Sasha wasn't just doing this out of the goodness of her own heart. I mean, uh, now that you mentioned that, I guess we'll, like... I guess I'll start covering the like the second half of the of this episode. Unless uh, does anyone, uh, Lemur, do you have anything else to add on? I know we spent a lot of time with uh, the flashback scene with you, but is there anything else you want to talk about for this? Like up until the first challenge of the third well, temple. Well, I was going to point out how like the temple, like the, the like the directions on the temples, kind of reflect how kind of reflect how the girls will speak. In a way, like, like the third temple has a lot of bro language, like bruh. Like, do you even lift bruh? Like, like specifically in the second temple, like uh, the second, the second temple, like the second challenge. It kind of reminds me of how uh, Sasha speaks, which is, which makes me think like the temples tailor or regenerate according to the people that wield. The respected gems. Yeah, I know. Uh, Princess Cthulhu had a theory about this last week, where passing the gates mm-hmm. of each temple allows, like, the temple to read the gem user. So then, like, it would give time for the temple itself to like plan out, like, how how to structure the challenges. I know for Anne, it might be a little bit more. Uh, Difficult. more difficult since it was like a, yeah it was like a different like it's not a different kind of format but i guess what sasha's is just like lift this weights bruh <laughs> yeah i like how one of them was literally just lift this barbell lift this yeah lift oh. the barbell and that was it uh, yeah the and second then, bunch kind of felt a little like yeah just put put in there and then oh here's the third challenge okay here's all yeah. where the and i think if anyone has any more thoughts on the up until the first challenge i think i'll like i'll just start recapping the rest of the episode if that's all right with Mm -hmm. everyone else okay so this is where my notes end i was in a little bit of a rush last night all right let me just fast forward through this episode okay so the enter they do the second challenge, and honestly, there's not a lot of talk about that. Sasha lifts the barbell, they pass. And then the final challenge, we see the the stone monster we saw in the 2B trailer. And then what we didn't realize is that it increases the gravitational the gravitational force. So like that's what pretty much pins down Grime and the planters. And then eventually another wave or it increases, and then Marcy's down, which leaves it, which it, which it's up to now Anne and Sasha to defeat the monster. And then here Anne and Sasha have like a heart to heart talk about trust and uh, trusting one another. And then eventually Sasha is able to like withstand the the G force. I don't know how, but. She delivers the killing blow to the monster. He gives a thumbs up. They all end up free, recharging the gem. And then 
at the very end, Marcy quickly mentions, instead of opening it, opening the box right there, that they can go to Andrews to figure out how to properly tune it to get back home. And then as they're leaving the temple, we realize that even though it seems like Anne is starting to uh, start for like she's she she thinks she has a fresh start with Sasha, but it's revealed that Grime and Sasha need uh, the girls to sneak into Newtopia for whatever they're planning. So I think what we'll do, I'll I'll ask each of you what your thoughts are on the second episode, but whatever that last the last few seconds about what Grime and Sasha are planning, I think we'll have a separate discussion that'll lead into the speculation. So, so I guess starting with Ben, what were your thoughts on the the final half of this of the, of this episode? Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah, there's a lot taken. <laughs> yeah, that, and also just I have nothing prepared. Um. Let me think. I can come back to you. If well, you will. I guess to begin. Um. Yeah, Marcy. Mark, yeah. I guess you could, yeah, Marcy might be just, she could also just, one, genuinely not want to mess up their way to get home, but most likely, um, considering in that one episode, King Andreas was like, Marcy, I have a proposition for you. That proposition was probably like, when you get it fully charged, don't don't open it right away. Come to me and I'll help you or something. And she probably doesn't know what he's planning. But, um, it, it, she definitely probably lying to Sasha and Anne. And um, at the very end, we could see Sasha, though, though she agrees with like what her and Grime are planning with the whole rebellion and needing to stay with them to get inside Newtopia. But she also, she also is beginning to just not agree with it or not like it altogether. Cause at the end she had that, that face of like doubt, I guess you call it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. What else? Uh, Who's Bix? What were your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the second half of this episode? I think I appreciate the very clear parallels between the opening scene in the playground and the encouragement Sasha was getting and her actions in the final fight, getting encouraged by Anne, never giving up. Uh, I think it's more, she's we didn't see an eye glow, but she was, I think, clearly using her powers to, to stand up and take down the monster. Um, I found her... I think she was being genuine when she felt betrayed that Anne had forgiven her when she apologized, which again parallels Hop Hop in the first temple. 
And I think that's just a sign of just where Sasha is right now, that she is actively betraying Anne's trust again and manipulating her and lying to her, but still feels hurt when Anne doesn't trust her. I think that just shows how far Sasha still has to go. Um, I, the fight scene was cool. I liked... I think it's pretty clear to me that Marcy is acting in response to the preposition rather than, like, logic in telling them not to open it and bring it to King Andrus. Um, just the way she acts. It's just very suspicious, and she's explained things logically before. Like, trying to get Anastasia in Utopia in uh, the day at the aquarium but this is he's acting very suspicious um very sudden very insistent that they bring it to andreas instead of like previously she's touted herself as an expert on the box all that yes i was going to bring that up like even back in the first temple before she she knows how she knows how to like open the gems up she seems she seems to know the controls already of the box, and then now she's all of a sudden saying, "Let's go to Andreas first. And I think I don't think she's consciously manipulating Anne, but I think Anne is in a place where she'd be willing to accept that because it gives her a chance to say goodbye to the planners. It's gives her a chance to talk with Sasha, and of course Sasha, as we saw, has her own motives for not immediately opening it. All right, thank you, Uzbex. And how about you, Lemur? What were your thoughts on the rest of the third temple? I guess Uzbek has pretty much said all my thoughts, but I'm just going to keep it brief then. Like, like what Uzbek says, I love the parallels between the flashbacks and the climax of the episode where where both Marcy and Anne uh, encourage Sasha to fight oh, to fight uh, the gravitational pull to win because and Anne like Anne has Anne's speech definitely like reflects that where she admires like from the beginning like from the beginning of their friendship she always admired like her perseverance. And her determination to get things done, and like even like I also I really like how even though things kind of change, it her that her admiration to that determination of Sasha never really changed that much. Like yeah, it's kind of different now, but there's always like a glimmer of spark of. The, Sa- the Sasha that she knew was always in there. And for a brief moment, for a brief scene, that Sasha appeared in like in the most badass way possible. Like I love the fight scenes. I love the fight scene between the golem and Sasha, even though it's pretty one-sided. Like, but it's still very, very, very well done. Like it this is like this is like Sasha's 
Marcy at the gates moment. Like, you know, like that scene from where Marcy had that moment from MATG where she fights the barbarians and she helps Sprig escape. Like, this is like the exact same thing. Like, this is her crowning moment so far in the series. Like, even better, even better than the even better than the Union fight back in Toad Catcher and a little better than a like a little better than the seat, like than the climax of Barrels of Warhammer. And yeah, but after that, like after that, like there's like the Marcy scene, like every, like where she's talking suspiciously. Like yeah, it is kind of sus, but it but it also kind but it also makes sense. Like the last time uh, they opened the box, it just transported them to yeah. nowhere. Like. They've just transported. They set. They got separated, and they they haven't seen each other for months. So, even though it is kind of suspicious, Marcy's suggestion was the right choice. Even though it's going to, even though it's going to backfire on them very, very horribly. But I, but I will give Marcy the benefit of the doubt right now. But. It's good, but trusting Andreas will definitely bite her. Like it will definitely iron her very, very badly, very, very soon. Yeah, that's that's all I got so far. Very, very good episode. Thank you, Lemur. And oh, go ahead, Usbix. I think it'll be interesting to see what. I don't know why, but the wording of Andrea saying preposition makes me think Marcy is getting something from this more than just logically, oh, we should go see Andreas, and I don't know what that is yet, but I don't think Marcy would be as nervous if it was just like, alright, so we need to go see Andreas to make sure there isn't a problem, because there's nothing to hide there. But here, she's got some sort of secret. Um, and I don't quite know where we're going to go for that. So that's very exciting going forward. I mean, before we, before we go into speculation, I just want to bring up that since this is basically, we're basically concluding the, te the temple quests. And we've noticed that the first temple was very much a more traditional kind of shrine or puzzle-based temple and then Anne's was a little bit unconventional while this temple is like much more direct and Straight overall up. yeah it's just it was actually yeah now they now that i think about it the first challenge basically crossed the river then there was no there was no kind of like there was no catch to it and even the second challenge was just lifting the barbell and the third challenge, defeating the monster. So this 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 temple was a lot more direct with its instructions. The third, the third test of the third temple is basically a major test of strength from Breath of the Wild, except it's actually difficult. <laughs> you need to get rid of all your armor. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Is Lever okay? 
We were. No, no, we no. Were that was just really noises. excited That's... there for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just ignore that. Noises. You don't hear anything. <laughs> okay, Lieber. <laughs> um. What else do I want to say? For the third. The third temple, I know it's it was about a uh, perseverance with Sasha. I know for Marcy, her her relation with the temple was basically her learning a lesson about humility, and then the the second temple was more about Anne having a little bit of self reflection, and then the third temple, I didn't really feel like there was a link between. I know I know Sasha's perseverance, it didn't really feel like something she needed to learn but maybe that was that wasn't the point of the third temple but i don't know it felt well, like it felt like there wasn't a strong enough link between yeah. the temple and sasha for me personally yeah and Anne didn't really need to learn responsibility like she was acting responsibly throughout the episode the ballerina or ballerina or whatever just took forever to like take a test that actually proved Anne was taking responsibility for her actions so, yeah. I feel like the lessons are not really, like, something they needed to learn, but they but there are lessons that they need to learn, not because they're, like, not because, they need to learn those lessons not because they, like, necessarily uh, lack them, but but rather those are lessons that they need to keep in mind because the future for these girls are very uncertain. They need to be aware of them. Yeah, they need to be aware of them. Like these are the like these are the traits that they need to move forward this dark path that they're go that they're going to go that they're going to go down in the in the finale and in the future. Basically, that's that's basically what I'm trying to say. And I know with the the first temple and the second temples, their their endings were very uh, were very like more plot focused or uh, teased a lot more about what would come in the future, while the third temple is more so about like the character the character paths that these characters might go on by the end of the season. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the final scene of this had a very big plot thing, so I'm not sure. I quite agree with well, that. I think all three ended on clear cliffhangers. I guess cliffhangers... I guess the first two were more so cliffhangers about the box, maybe? Actually, no. Actually, no, I can't I, say that, because I know First Temple colors. was mostly... I, I get what you're saying, though, that, like, each one introduced a new possible element to, to True the, Colors. Just to the mythos, the big glowy thing, the... The idea that a gem might not be fully charged. Whereas here, yes, it's a re revelation about Grime and Sasha are applying something, but we could have guessed that anyway, just from how suspicious they were acting. And the final shot isn't about them plotting, it's about Sasha feeling a little guilty. So I get what you're saying there. And I think, is there anything... Does anyone want to cover anything else about the rest of this episode before we go into speculation? Real shame mm. we didn't get to see Sasha and Grime respond to Frobo. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> you have a robot? And you didn't tell me? <laughs> Prime's like, what's a robot? Can I use it to conquer Utopia? No. Maybe. Uh, ben, is there anything else from this episode you'd like to uh, to bring up? Um, I guess not really, not really from the episode, but like we we wouldn't, we don't really know what would have happened if they had opened the music box right then and there with uh, Anne's gem not like being fully charged technically, like. Would they all be transported home, or like would Anne, would Anne be like half transported to Earth and then half of her left in amphibia or something, like some nightmare scenario? I think you need all through the travel. Just I don't know. Like they didn't try even try after they charged the green jam. Sorry. So. Yeah. I mean, with but, Ben's point, like, I just imagine, like, Anne, like, phasing in and out between Earth and Amphibia. That would be creepy and also, like, super. Kind of like Ghost or what's her name from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I think kind her of... name was just Ghost. Yeah. Get her a cool suit of, cool suit of armor that keeps her separated. Or in one reality. Alright. What's next? So I guess we'll start going to speculation, I guess. So near the end of the episode, obviously we see that they're just they're basically using Marcy and Sasha to get into Newtopia. Maybe like a Trojan horse method. I don't know, but yeah, I just you kind you knew something was off, and just seeing Sasha like comment on about how she was able to like convince them. I don't know if it felt like a. It's like we're going to break. But the... Sasha really doesn't have a way out of this. Either she turns on Grime or she turns on the girls. And, and then if now... she turns on Grime, she still loses the girls because she has to yes. admit she's lying. So like, Sasha has dug her she's made she, her she's bed in a deep hole she, she, she's yeah. gonna have to yeah she's gonna so I guess Lemur Lemur what are Sorry. your thoughts on this uh eventual betrayal okay so first of all screw Sasha and second oh my goodness <laughs> language second 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 uh wanna, I wanna shout out to I wanna give a shout out to Orb who predicted this will happen ever since the 2B trailer, the 2B titles and some synopsis were given. And Princess Cthulhu, too. Like, those two are pretty much on point on these last or two, these last three episodes. Like, I, like, I love the setup of these. I love the setup of these last three episodes. From, from here, we can actually see where where the where those last three episodes are going, Sasha, like we saw Sasha, like 
in the very few seconds of that episode of Third Temple, feeling guilty. Like she looks in doubt and kind of feels guilty about what's going to happen. Like the la- these next two episodes, like next week's episodes are going to be about Sasha. It's about Sasha's soul being eaten alive because she is slowly, slowly feeling the guilt of her eventual betrayal. Like, it is going to be devastating for her, and I can't wait for her to suffer. Because, like, because like we said, like, like, I feel like Sasha hasn't hit her bot, like, her rock bottom just yet. But, these next three episodes are going to ensure that she is going to reach that rock bottom. And well, I think I think the next episode, I think it's going to like give her a little bit of an uphill, a little bit of a valley where she gets to bond with Anne and Marcy and Wartwood, assuming mm-hmm. that they're coming over for the dinner, which yeah, honestly seems more and more likely. And yes. then she's going to hit rock bottom by True Colors. Yeah, like. Like, would it be ironic that uh, Wartwood started to trust Sasha, like, in the end of Battle of the Bands, and then she immediately betrays them? Although they, if it's at Utopia, they might not. Well, yeah, but they're probably going to learn it eventually. True, true. And, Uh, like, also, like, I feel like the Battle of the Bands is is going to be uh, the, the Sasha is going to be Sasha's version of New War with for Marcy. Like, I feel like it's going to be the episode where Sasha may bond with the Wartwoodians for a change, even though it's still going to be, even though the main focus of that episode is still going to be Anne's, Anne and Marcy and Sasha's relationship with one another. Like, the rekindled, oh. re- the rekindled friendship between them. And, uh, since, like, originally Lira and I both thought that the flashback with the girls would be in would be in true colors, but then it happened yeah. in this episode, which once again, uh, Princess Cthulhu was, was correct on that when when he when we spoke with him last week. Uh, <laughs> again, someone yeah, he's been making deals with the outer gods or inner gods. <laughs> I don't actually know. I don't actually know the Cthulhu mythos, so. Oh yeah, right. He he's he's part of the Lovecraftian mythos. Yeah. But so, uh, oh, go ahead, Uzbix. Yeah, I'm wondering if we'll have a flashback to probably the theft on Anne's birthday in True Colors, since we haven't gotten a flashback in this episode. Well, we did get a flashback, but we're not having the baby flashback in True Colors. Would that be a nice way to, uh, like, a nice repetition, I guess, of each finale going back to the the day they were transported? Yeah, and maybe yeah. maybe from what what would they cover though? I guess from Marcy's point of view, they would cover Marcy's point of view. Oh yeah, because possibly because there's obviously. Because in Reunion, remember, they cut straight from Sasha getting the text from Marcy to them opening the box. 
And then we saw in uh, Best Bronze the flashback of her physically stealing it. So we may get a scene of the three of them together, Marcy and Sasha convincing Anne to steal it, and then them going to open the box would be the two points, even if we limit it to Anne's perspective, would be two very important parts of the story. Um, as far as dinner, I'm sorry I'm throwing you off, but I'm just going to talk about what I think going forward for the dinner and Grimes plot and all that. Is that fine? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's no, fine. Go ahead. Uh, I found it noticeable that Grimes said the things we have said in motion. Clearly, this isn't the only plot he's had. I'm going to guess the Toad Army is marching on Utopia as I speak, which will give Sasha and Grimes they have to get things done in Wartwood so they can get back. Um, I'm curious about the dinner. It could be maybe some like town dinner to say goodbye to Anne before she leaves forever. Or it could be a more a smaller get-together where they're just, just the planners, Anne, Marcy, and Sasha and Grime trying to figure things out before they head to Newtopia. I think we'll get a lot of good Marcy shenanigans as well as some more emotional payoff that we didn't quite get in the third temple. Um, as far as Battle of the Bands, remember when people thought they were going to have to like join the Battle of the Bands to get like the music box drum or whatever? That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> the drum and the music box? Oh, that, yeah. was... that was my theory, dang it. <laughs> I'll ask Liam a better luck next time. Um, uh, it's all right. It's all right, Lemur. All, all we had to work off was were the titles, so it's not... Yeah. But yeah, I think that'll be fairly lighthearted if the, if the dinner is about them trying to bury the hatchet. Battle of the Bands will be a... We'll look back on it and be very sad because it's probably the high point of their friendship until late Season 3. Um, I'm hoping we get one of them as, like, from Sprig's perspective somehow, like, maybe he's jealous of they've reestablished their friendship and he's feeling left out, or something along the lines, because it's been forever since we've gotten a good spray episode. Like, I guess uh, Newtopia, or sorry, Spray gets schooled. I mean, Night Drivers was pretty spray heavy. It was a Sprig and Polly double feature, but that had him a lot. And then Ivy on the run, he was in the A-plot. But since then, we haven't gotten a lot of him. And I would greatly appreciate. I mean, you can still see Sprig being a major player in the dinner. Like, yeah, like I know. He can, but he can be, like, he can, like, he can be suspicious of Sasha. That's like, true. Even, like, yeah, like, all the planters, I feel like the point of the dinner is, is about the planters being, like, being, like, reconciling with Sasha. And Grant. I, I, I and Grime, like, yeah. I do feel like they'll be more suspicious of Grime because at least they saw, like, Sasha on the tower letting go and Sasha helped them and Sasha was Anne's friends and Anne's willing to do it. But Grime, there's no real connection there. Yeah. So I think That's, it'll be interesting going forward. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, ben, are there any uh, predictions or spec anything you want to speculate about for these upcoming episodes? Um, I guess go, continuing on the uh, sprig being part of the dinner, I can kind 
I kind of can see, like, maybe, like, Sprig would just be, like, helping out and, like, serve, serve food and stuff. And maybe he'll, like, he'll be, like, listening in on, like, conversation between, like, Sasha and Grime. And, like, I don't know if this was in any other shows or something, but he'd probably, like, pretend to spill stuff on, like, Sasha or Grimes' clothes and be like, oops, sorry. I could sarcastic, see that. Like, and, like, I don't know. Maybe Microangelo has something on his shelf and, like, <sighs> moves across the table to deliver food. I could see that. Not really, not really, not really anything lore, but just, like, Cute little visual gags yeah. that could happen. I, I, but, I think. We'll, I'm sorry, you continue. But um, battle of the bands. Um, I don't really, I don't really know how like lore or like story based that could be because it, it it could just be like it could kind of just filler episode until true colors. So. It could also have a bit of information about, like, how Sasha and Marcy or and Anne are feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And I expect yeah. some more, like, suspicious Marcy um, as her preposition with Andreas comes closer and closer. Suspects will get more and more nervous. While Sasha... We'll have to lie. She's all right at lying, but as her emotions and as she rekindles her friendship, I think it's going to be interesting to see how much Anne realizes her friends are cracking up under the pressure of lying to her before the true colors when everything's going to go to hell. Oh, sorry, that was a no-no word. Although Mm. there was a frog devil mention in Bessie and Michelangelo, which implies a frog hell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised like that they were able to say devil. I don't know. I thought that'd be like a censor word. I don't know. What yeah, Disney censors? You gotta, you gotta wonder what what frog religion like all looks like. Do they have a They say oh my frog they, a lot. Do they have a frog Jesus or like They don't but they don't seem to have a church. Um although none of those small towns ever have churches. Um or like in animation. Yeah. And to be fair, this is Amphibia we're talking about. They they've got a they've gotten away through with some very gruesome stuff. Yeah, that yeah. that western town like frog yeah. <laughs> bursting out of the chest stuff. Yeah. Traitor dead, the beat the the, the the little beetle, the, the little biddies, uh the shot in general. Yeah, there's there's been some very horrific stuff yeah. in this show. I don't yeah, think the also, devil is pushing it. And the yeah, curator is getting in, uh, dragged off. Yeah, the curator dying. Yeah, this is an infinity train level gore, but it it has some it has some of scenes that put it up there. Yeah. Also, also I wanted to point out like I wanted to say something about the battle of the bands for a bit like 
I don't think like it's gonna be filler. Like, yeah, it's not gonna be plot focused, but it's like it's more like it's kind of like end of the year, or you know, it's very it's it's more about uh, character development more than plot progression because it the like, battle of the bands is potentially like everything is like they're they're second to last like the girls second to last day to amphibia and like they kind of want to say goodbye like and they can and like and like the plot of uh the battle of the band says like Anne and her friends uh join uh this battle of the bands contest like this could be possibly about Anne trying to rekindle the friendship that she has with Sasha and Marcy, like the good old days, you know, like back on Earth. Oh, and I just realized, um, yeah, that- Sasha and Grime are going to spend the dinner and battle the bands, probably asking a lot of very uh, specific questions about Newtopia oh, and King Andreas. About like, oh, what's Newtopia like? What are the walls like? Hmm. You know, those kind of... How many kilometers is it from the gate to the castle wall? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Please, have you noticed any weaknesses in King Andreas? And then then Marcy (laughs) being... Like, what time? Go ahead, Lemur. Yeah, like, like, she... Sasha asked all those questions, and then Marcy just laughs about it because she has no yeah. idea <laughs> about anything at all. And then maybe we'll Grime. get hints from Marcy, Marcy mm. about her deal with Ingress. Mm. Oh, and also Grime's just Marcy... writing all the information down in a notepad. Yeah, and also Marcy was like chief ranger of the the night guard, right? Yeah, so she, she was... probably yes. knows everything. Yep. Yep. Yep, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, but and then if he feels guilty about helping us, I forget through. So if he decides to be extra loyal to Andreas, and whoopsie doopsie, well, we'll see how that goes. And then also, like, Frobo is probably gonna be like in the kitchen. Or, or no, uh, even Frobo might be the kitchen. Yeah, so he, he just makes toast for everybody. Yep, that's what the dinner is. Toast. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll get dressed up for either of these. Um, oh, I can see Sprig sporting a little, like, bow tie or something. Well, I want to see Frobo in a bow tie. I just realized now that is, like, my life goal now is to see Frobo in a bow tie. Oh, um, I saw seeing him with Polly's bow tie, or Polly's bow. Oh, that could be cute. Like that—that's—that's that's gonna be the promo art for this week's episode. Yes. For, this, for this week's episode, <laughs> Frobo in a bow tie. Yeah, and just to be clear, this is unrelated. No one has decoded the letters from below the circles underneath them. And when they try to recharge the when they recharge the strength gem, yeah. Like, I'm, it just came out as a bunch of gibberish, right? Yeah, like, I feel like those are either gibberish or ciphers. Alright, just just making sure I wasn't missing anything. I know in, yeah. like, one of the one of the circles, there was, like, a picture of, like, 
a creature with a horn attacking a tower, and that was like referencing uh, Barrel yeah, Warhammer the sec- from the Second Temple. Yeah, uh, from the Second but Temple. But we shall see. We yeah, but shall see. we don't really know what the the symbols actually mean, despite like the That's promos just... or whatever oh, getting getting the uh, letters corresponding to the symbols. Yep, promos. We'll see what Wednesday brings. Oh, Wednesday when the the promo drops. Yeah. Wednesday, five p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, keep that keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And I know I've I've probably I've I think I've said this last week and the week before. I don't like how much the two B trailer revealed in the third temple. Yeah, I get, but it didn't really reveal the emotional dynamics. And it just showed that they were in the same room. Which I guess is a bit of a spoiler, but yeah. But we're going pretty blind for the rest from yeah, just the trailer from, itself. Yeah, the from promo, here on out, we know nothing. We'll know what we get from the weekly promos. But I'm pretty sure all that's left from the 2B promo is Yunnan in the Royal Palace looking psychotic. And the Fighting scene at points. the end on the walls. Which are definitely true colors. Which are Unless something goes terribly wrong for the Toad Army and they attack early. Um, yeah, those are both true colors. Yeah, I doubt that. So, technically, next week we'll be going in more blind than any other point that, of this in 2B. Yeah. Than even true colors. Yes. Even, Although, we'll these, see what the promo gives us, which I'm hoping for a good promo. I, I like the ones. And the promo, yeah. the promos tend to give tend to show the second segment. Yes. Because this... Although I, know the, tend- I know the exception was Second Temple and Barrel's Warhammer. That yeah, was the exception. They do tend to show the second. Although some of that may have just been... They do have more time now that they're not sharing it with Big City Greens. Um, so possibly the dinner might be the least we yes. will see from a segment. Yes. Other we than Jesse Michelangelo. I I feel like they're going to show both episodes in the promo this time around because Bessie and Michelangelo have nothing have really nothing have nothing yeah. significant to show. But these two, like these two episodes, can be very, very different. Can be very important things. So yeah, we shall see. If I had to guess, it would be something similar to After the Rain, where it's like this normal fun conversation, and then at the end something comes up and it's really awkward. You know, just, like how the promo for After the Rain was just like them having breakfast and then Hop Hop getting the news about the box and him going like, what? It's just Sprague uh, being awkward again. I could see that. Sprague <laughs> like, stopped stirring the pot. Like, hey, remember when you tried to kill Anne back in Toad Tower and then Marcy just says confused there? What? Or then or he just he's also going to bring Sprig. up Falcon Punch. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, also, uh, what was he going to bring up? 
I love that scene in the second temple where like it's like dramatically shows Sasha's like back and sword and then just goes into like the roses. Oh the Hey girlfriend the... Uh that was very funny and it called back to her quiet pose with uh Percy and Braddock. And Barrel's Warhammer. So yeah, solid solid episodes. Yeah, like I will say, like Micro, well, Bessie and Michelangelo are it's just solid episode, but Third Temple is very, very good. Third I Temple mean, like, of mm-hmm. compared to the other two sort of Sasha Sensor episodes this season, which were Toadcatcher and Barrel's Warhammer. I thought it was actually the weakest, just because of how crammed it was and how a couple things felt a little rough. But that's just a testament to how well Sasha has been written. This yeah. season. Yeah. And like Barrel's Warhammer was so good. Also, um, in terms of like the temple episodes itself, like this is probably like the second, like the second best temple episode we got so far. It's like I first, actually like third, second, and second temple. I like second temple better than this, but Oh, really? Mm. I yeah, they go straight one yeah, two, I do more too. in terms of qual- that oh, I which oh. you could say it's a decline in quality for every mm-hmm. temple, but that's that's overly harsh. They're all very good, but yeah, yeah, they're all. And also, the first the season, the first temple also had the luxury of being twenty two minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, like that, I mean, it's not, I guess. It's, oh, go ahead, Lemur. Well, I will say, like, the despite like it's not a disservice for the second and third temple for for them to be like. 11 minutes. It's like, it's not a disservice to them, but I can see why people still prefer the 22, the 22 minutes of the first temple. Yeah. And I guess since we're talking about the, the temples, I guess, what are your thoughts? Like, what are your thoughts on about this quest? Because I remember originally before we even got the the rest of the episode two titles, I was thinking, okay, maybe, okay, may, like I was thinking, okay, maybe we'll get like a temple this season, like maybe the first temple will be like a highlight of this season, and then the next season we'll get the other two temples, and then whatever the final the final bosses or whatever the final evil is, but then, but then we realized that we would be getting all three temples this season. And I guess, what what were your thoughts on that? Like, wh- how do you... Because now, I'm not sure... The box is now recharged. And now, we yeah. are in a very uncertain part of the show. I think... I don't think they're going back to the temples. And if they do, it's going to be a cutaway. Just a montage of them going back through the temples. At some point in Season 3. I don't think they're going to come back and redo these. Which means there's another way to transfer gem energy... Or another way to get home, you without the box itself. Um, because I think at some point the gems are going to do something, and they're going to get the energy back. They're going to get the powers back, and so power of friendship, probably very possible, Ben. Very possible. Um, but yeah, I think this shows there's going to be an alternate route. Than perhaps even the designers of the box intended. And I think aside from 
Valeriana talking about the box, you don't really see you don't really see the gem the temples mention or show the box in any way. So I, I'm thinking yeah. that the temple that the gems and the box aren't aren't linked with one another or whatever link there is was made by the ancient society that existed before. Well, remember in Bizarre Bizarre Valeriana had the other broken gem items. So I think it could be there's a wide variety of powers all utilizing that gem temple system. But the box in particular isn't the only thing. Yeah, so like I think maybe the box isn't the only isn't the only device out there, in my opinion. Or yeah. maybe maybe it's the maybe one of the more yeah. well known devices since we have since people have information about the box, including yeah. Utopia and Hot Pop. Yeah. Which we still haven't seen what the book says about the box. Yeah, they haven't mentioned that yet so far. Read I think the they book. haven't even talked about Marcy. Read the book. Uh, yeah, tell Marcy, read the book. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's because uh, they're, they're very entrenched in the in Temple Quest so far, but since that's finished, I think they may, I think they, they may have they, the time to reveal that. Yeah. If it's vague, I can see why they just didn't mention it, but like, there's a full page to it, like, at least tell the audience it, what it says. Yes, it was a double spread, so it has to... <laughs> oh, Even man. if it's just like, vague danger, many have died searching for this box. Like, that would be fine. I just don't... I just wanted to establish, is there, is there not any detailed information? If there is not, that's fine, but you need to establish that. So I guess, I think we'll go into final thoughts. I'm guessing, starting with Uzbek, what are your overall thoughts on both these episodes? Two very solid episodes. Not quite as good as last week, but still, two very good episodes that set us up for the endgame pretty well. We have a fairly good idea where things are going. Marcy and Andreas are the only real wild cards we have left. I mean, obviously, everyone's a wild card in some way, but like that's the two where we don't know what their goal is at this point. So yeah, two solid episodes setting up a, what should be a very thrilling endgame. All right, thank you, Uzbix. Uh, Lemur, what are your thoughts, final thoughts on both these episodes? Yeah, uh, I, I, I very much like uh, the the batch that we got this week. Like, like I said, Bessie and Michelangelo is a very solid, wholesome episode, and the temple epi- and third temple is a very is a very great. Uh, it's a very great temple. Ep- it's a very good temple episode. Like. It's definitely one of the highlights of the season so far, and yeah, it is nice to see. Uh, it's nice to see Sasha once. Again. It's nice to see Sasha more frequently this time around instead of waiting for another seven months for her to return. All right, thank you, Lemur. Uh, ben, what are, what are your thoughts on both these final thoughts on both these episodes? Uh, I guess yeah, just like. Uzbek said two 
two pretty, pretty good, pretty awesome episodes. It gave us a little, little bit of history with the girls and their friendship and um, pretty, pretty cool temple challenges. Um, uh, Bessie and Michelangelo was very, very cute episode. Very nice. Good, good message at the end. Uh, Third temple. Good, good action. Some suspense. Some suspicious activity between everyone, really. And, um, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, just two very, very well-written episodes. All right. Thank you, Ben. And yeah, like my overall thoughts on this episode where I liked how wholesome Bessie and Michelangelo was. I liked how Anne got her new armor. Oh, wait. I don't think we really discussed Anne getting her Newtopian armor, but... I mean, we talked about her speaks to the mirror slash Frobo and how oh, they right, right. took off the armor and left yeah. only the breastplate. I, I really hope that the armor is a um, reoccurring item for Anne. Well, we definitely see it in two colors in the wall scene. And like, yeah, I she probably her, kept that. And I wouldn't play like if he doesn't have it on in the dinner or Battle of the Bands. Like, oh, of course. Like, I think I really hope it's something that we'll see. Like, even in season three, it's that. Uh, I hope it's like a permanent addition to her wardrobe. In the season two opening, is she wearing that armor or the armor she had in Reunion? It's the armor from Reunion. All like, right. The, that that armor, that breastplate is way too rugged. Okay. Just keeping track of things. Yeah. And speaking of rugged, Anne still uses like a rusty sword when she has Petonios. Uh... Whoa, 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 whoa. She didn't even bring a rusty sword to this highly dangerous third temple confronted Sasha. She brought her tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, is even worse. Dude. Yeah, what's she gonna do to a fire snake with a tennis racket? Like, I don't know. That tennis racket is, I think, wiffle ball at some point. To death. Oh, that actually. Sorry, final thought unrelated to this conversation. Sasha managed to beat the lava beast through perseverance and encouragement from her friends, and she managed the bullies, which sort of they got awkward and left. But Andreas isn't going to give her those sort of second chances or back off or anything like that. And she may well be overconfident going into a fight with him. So that persistence could well get her beaten into a bloody pulp or get Grime killed or something along those lines. I I think the latter option is more plausible at this point. Yeah, I think I think Frobo... I know people speculate he's dying, but he hasn't gotten enough to die in food colors. Not enough yeah. focus. Yeah. And Grime is, in addition to being quasi-villainous while still being a mentor figure, while also being in a quasi-suicidal spiral, he's yeah, looking I, less I and less sure. 
Yeah, I can see kind of Grime maybe doing some kind of like hero's sacrifice thing for Sasha. To like protect Sasha. Cause like, Realizing that they've been a harmful influence. Yeah. Because like they, they've kind of they've, they've bonded to be. Maybe you were like better a... off without me, Sasha. Oof. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I think if anyone dies, it's Grime. I mean, no 100% guarantee someone dies, but if anyone dies, it's Grime. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people are dying considering it's Disney, but I can maybe see, like, Grime just being, like, seriously hurt. Yeah. I could also see one of the planters getting seriously injured by, like, Andreas or maybe Marcy by accident. Which would help oh, drive a wedge. I don't think that will happen, though, because, like, they're main characters. Well, I mean, seriously injured, like, Sprig needs a wheelchair for the next season for a few episodes or something oh, like that. Oh, damn. I, I like, do not, not think not that, that would happen. Not that specifically, but I could see something. Holly hurting... gets her legs, but then immediately gets put in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> Whoa, God. <laughs> That's brilliant. Do it, Matt Bradley. Different colors. Do that. Also, uh, also, I also nominate uh, Solo Marcy for season three. Like, remember Ludo in the Wild? Do the exact same thing for Marcy this time around. Yes, that's what I thought would happen with Sasha. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward, hoping for some really good early season three episodes. Maybe a Sasha Marcy bonding episode, something along those lines. Probably wheelchair. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I think. So that was pretty oh, yeah. dark in me. Oh yeah, I'm my thought, my thoughts on Bessie and Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> how did we get oh the ant's armor that's how we got to this combo you okay yeah yeah I, I'm, okay. I'm good alright let's check it so yeah Bessie Michelangelo wholesome wholesome episode not so wholesome commentary but uh the third temple <laughs> I, I like the I like the conclusion of the temple quest and now we're going to maybe see Sasha's addition to the main cast next week, and we'll get all those new dynamics and character interactions that we got with Marcy back in New Wartwood. And yeah, I really, I'm really looking forward to next week, where we, we're inching closer and closer to the end of Season 2. Penultimate episodes! Those are always yes. fun. Yep, all fun games. Mm-hmm. Nothing plot related, for yep. sure. And then we for get sure. another hiatus, and then Rip. Uh, Rip. and then the eternal hiatus after season three. Uh, but we still <laughs> got three episodes in the season left. Plenty more to come. Yep. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna end the podcast here tonight. Thank you all for coming. And I'll see you every.